Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy, Romance, and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Today is, say it with me, Friday! Yay! Um, 11, 12, 21. Lots of ones and twos. I don't know what that means, but it's been a heck of a week, and I am ready to be done with it. Um, lots of stuff going on. <sighs> but we shall get through this, hopefully in the best path possible. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, don't worry about it. <sighs> so I am nearly done with reading Bright Familiar and getting all of those notes in. I did have to um, apologize profusely to Emily Ma, who I was reading for, that I will not have her book read in time tomorrow. Uh, just a crazy week. Um, I did get my flu shot. That's a positive, right? Got a flu shot. Um, the cover for Grey Magic is um, done and ready, and I will release that next week. And... Um, working, getting the audiobook going. Uh, lots of businessy things to do. My afternoon is booked with uh, meetings. We are interviewing the new conference project manager for uh, the Nebula conference. Interviewed a couple of great candidates so far, a couple more this afternoon. So someone, soon we'll have someone hired for that. That's going to be good. Um, last night we watched Love Hard, which is, um, a new show on Netflix, I think, uh, has Jimmy O. Young in it, who David and I both think is really funny. Uh, and he was great. He was so good. You guys, this is such a great movie. It is a Christmas romantic comedy that is funny and smart and does really fun send-ups of the tropes. Um, the Love Hard is a mashup of the fact that his favorite Christmas movie is Love Actually, and her favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard, and they do argue about whether either one of them counts as a Christmas movie. Um, and there's a great send-up at the end of it um, that's mashes up both movies and it's fabulous um witty and wonderful uh yeah we we both really enjoyed it far more than we thought we would from looking at the opening uh so that's um definitely recommend i'll put a link to it in the show notes <clears throat> and then the other thing is uh I have not ranted yet on here about the ending of Lucifer. And so I made it through all six seasons and finished watching the last um, episode and a half on Monday night. And I want to talk about it. So if you don't want to get spoiled on the Lucifer, the show, the full thing, uh, the ending of the... Um, final season, then go, go away, go, go with my blessing. This will not be on the final exam. Um, and I promise not to say anything else interesting for the rest of the episode besides Lucifer. 
Okay. Have a great weekend if you're going. Bye, you guys. Are they gone? Okay. Let's talk about the ending for Lucifer. I ranted about this at Writer Coffee yesterday. Um, why does Hollywood always fucking do this? You get a couple, you finally get them together, and then they don't respect the fact they actually, that this is the beginning of their relationship, that when they finally get together, that is not the end. This is the beginning and they want to be together. Um, and they deprive us of that. And I, I call this like the, uh, you know, it's the same thing that happened with Luke and Leia, not Luke and Leia, Jesus, uh, Han Solo and Leia, when they, uh, brought back the final Star Wars trilogy that Han Solo and Leia had to be um, like, of course they couldn't have been together and, and enjoyed their happy ever after, which, you know, you guys, it doesn't even have to be hearts and flowers every moment of the day. I mean, Han Solo and Leia would have fought all the time. Right. And it would have been fine because they loved each other and they would have worked it out. And that's what you do in long-term relationships. That's what, you know, mar you know, we could call it marriage. It, it doesn't have to be marriage. It's like committing to somebody. Um, you don't do this thing where that's like, oh, well, you know, of course they couldn't get along. And so she, you know, went to be senator and, you know, lead the rebellion and he's off dorking around doing whatever he was supposed to be doing. It's, it's like this knee jerk thing that the writers think they have to do. Um, and one thing that Emily said yesterday at Writer Coffee was that, that they're all afraid of moonlighting, that they all think that because that's why moonlighting crashed and moonlighting had way other problems. And that's an old, old uh, reference if you're not familiar. But, um, you know, it's this they have this idea that the whole sexual tension is building up to the push pull of whether or not the characters will get together. And when they finally do, they panic because they think that there's nothing left to do. You know, and it's like, okay, Nora Roberts has written however many, 54 books of Even Rourke and still going strong, all the sexual tension. Okay, so this is what happens at the end of Lucifer. And I'm partly ranting about this because I've heard other people say that they think it's fabulous, that they think that it's wonderful, that it, you know, I saw one person saying, oh, it just hit all the emotional beats. It wrecked me. Um, you know, and they're saying, oh, it was a good, satisfying ending to the season, you know, series. I, I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. Um, okay, so in the sixth season, what happens is, is, and if you haven't been watching the series, here's the deal, that Lucifer and Chloe have been dancing around getting together for you know, all this time. And they finally get together in season five. And in season six, oh, sorry, I'm getting messages. Hang on. Grace replied to me about something. I wasn't sure who it was. At least I'm getting better with that pause button, right? It's almost like I have high production values, except not. Okay. So what happened with Lucifer and Chloe, uh, is that in season six, they're finally together. Everything's great. The whole arc has been about Lucifer overcoming the fact that he is the devil, right? Um, and all of the self-loathing that comes with that. Um, you know, hates himself for 
you know, it, 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 the series does a great job of drawing on the, you know, celestial angst. So I'm getting excited here. So in the sixth season, their 19 year old daughter shows up, Rory, and she's traveled back from the future because they don't have a daughter yet. Um, Chloe has a daughter from a previous marriage who's like at this point 10 or something. And so Rory shows up 19 years old and in wanting to take vengeance on Lucifer. And she says that Lucifer disappeared before she was born, was absent all their lives, and that she had just come from Chloe's deathbed. Deathbed, people. Came from Chloe's deathbed <laughs> to yell at Lucifer and maybe kill him like she's she wants to try to kill him because uh, she's so angry. And Lucifer is like, they're blissfully in love with Chloe. And he's like, I wouldn't leave. There's no reason I would ever leave. So most of the season is all about trying to find out, well, him reconciling with Rory, which he does, you know, and, and that's a nice redemption arc. It's, you know, that's, that's good. Although I kept thinking that Rory was going to turn out to be a fake who was fucking with them. Um, but no, no. And I never liked Rory. I mean, I wanted to like Rory. I kept trying to. But, you know, they do this thing also in Hollywood where, like, the 19-year-old girl has to be kind of petulant and bitchy. And it was just, um, I don't know. A lot of her behavior, I thought, didn't make sense to me. Especially given what we find out later. So she knows what date Lucifer disappeared and where it was. You know, and they're like, oh, well, the whole solution is for him not to go there on that day. Uh, <laughs> which, you know, of course, we know as storytellers that he will end up going to that place. Um, they ended up cheating on that slightly. Uh, but since I'm doing all the spoilers, uh, he actually makes it through midnight of that day. And then it's in like the wee hours of the next morning. But like Chloe tells Rory after she's born that this is, you know, the, the other date, you know, August 4th instead of the 5th. So there's that. So then, so they're going through all of this stuff, right? You know, trying to figure out why would Lucifer leave, you know, and, and Chloe's having her doubts because he's disappeared before. And so that was good hitting on that theme of this series that, you know, like when, that Lucifer had left a number of times, mostly to try to protect Chloe. So we get to this, this ending and yeah, it was dramatic. It was, you know, interesting. It was well done. It was tense. Um, but okay. So here's, here's the, their solution. This is what had happened was that Lucifer discovers at the very end what his calling is because he's all this time he's trying to be, figure out like what's he supposed to do except be the, you know, like the fallen angel. And he figures out that he could go to hell and that he can actually help people instead of torturing them in their hell loops out of guilt that he could, that he's learned enough to help them, uh, you know, become better people so that they can ascend to heaven. And, you know, and at, so at the end, he's like, this is what I want to do. And, and over the course of the season, uh, Chloe's found out that she is pregnant. So she's pregnant with Rory. And 
So, so then he said, Lucifer says, this is what I need to do. I need to go to, to hell and do this, you know, resume my role as, as king of hell. And, and, and Rory's like, oh my God, this is why you leave. This is why you left us. And he says, no, no, I, it's not a big deal. I can pop back and forth, which he's been doing people for the entire fucking series, right? That's always been Lucifer can pop back and forth to hell anytime he wants. You know, he's always like, you know, it could be, you know, my day job, you know, Chloe can stay here and be a detective and I'll, you know, go down and do this stuff in hell and come back and I can be with you guys. And Rory's like, no, no, you can't do this. You have to do everything exactly the way because this is how it's supposed to be and you can't change everything, anything. And she starts to get sucked back at the time. And so like her whole thing is she's demanding saying, oh, you have to, you have to do it exact, promise me, promise me that you'll do it exactly this way, and it, it's all right that I grew up without a father, and and I forgive you, and all of this kind of thing, right? And it's all about Lucifer's relationship with Rory, who just showed up, right? Unborn. What about Chloe? Chloe's like, oh, yes, yes, uh, Lucifer, this is how you have to do it. And, you know, you go, you go off. And so Chloe spends the next fucking 20 years alone. She goes through a pregnancy by herself. She raises her two daughters by herself, you know, and so they go into this montage of like showing how she's surrounded by her friends. And it's like, they totally act like this love relationship between her and Lucifer is not that important. That's like, oh, well, Chloe will be fine. You know, she'll, yeah, sure, it'll suck to be a single mother. I mean, it's like, you guys, those of you out there who know, I've never had to be a single parent. Being, you know, parenting with a partner is hard enough, right? No, no, Chloe gets to be a single parent just because this is how it's supposed to be. And then, then, okay, so we sort of montage through, you know, oh, the joyful baby having and all of this. Chloe doesn't get to have her true love for 20 years. 20 years. And, okay, so then, then we <laughs> end up at the scene where Chloe is on her, remember this, her fucking deathbed. Okay, so, like, Chloe is, like, 35 in the series. I think the actress is like 35, maybe 40. So plus 19, 20 years. So they have her on her deathbed, in her hospital bed. You guys, she's like 55 or 60, right? I am 55, right? Well, no, admit it freely. They have her looking like an ancient hag. Okay. All right. She's sick. They never tell us what she's dying from. Lucifer does not come visit her on her deathbed. You know, he of course doesn't come. Clearly she's been sick for a long time, sick and suffering. And she has to do that alone. Then she dies. Rory shows up again and she's like, how did you keep all of that to yourself, mom? And Chloe's like, oh, because I'm not a suffering martyr. I mean, it was infuriating. I mean, it's like, oh, I guess Chloe has always been a little bit more of a foil character for Lucifer than I like, but this was just beyond just beyond. So then Chloe dies and she gets reunited with Lucifer in hell. She shows up and they have, you know, she, she says, I, I think you need a partner. And so it's like, now she gets to have her eternal life with hell. 
in hell with Lucifer and we're supposed to be joyful about it? Like this is, you know, I guess, well, those 20 years were a blip and we've already established that time in hell runs faster. So for Lucifer, it's been thousands and thousands of years. This is their version of a happy after. I'm sorry, you guys. I just, it did not hit the emotional beats for me. I should have known better. Fortunately, I can write my own, right? So this is why we read books, right? This is why the guarantee of the HEA or the HFN, happy ever after or happy for now, is so important to uh, readers of romance. <laughs> we don't, we don't want to be fucked around with like that. So deep cleansing breaths. I will remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network, and you will find more podcasts that you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I hope you all have a wonderful weekend, and I will talk to you on Monday. Take care. Bye-bye.